through. I'm grateful for that. But how many of you could be like me and not get a hold of the good part of that? My whole mind and my focus and everything was all the, all the changes that I'm going to be going through. I didn't hear the first part. It was like it was blocked off. And all I could be focused on is, oh, God, what changes are you talking about? What do you mean change, God? I've been through so much change. I don't think there's anything left to change. I didn't hear the part where he, where he said, I will provide all the strength you will need for all the changes you will be going through. I didn't focus on that. I just focused on the changes. All of a sudden, I got scared. All of a sudden, I was like, Lord, I don't want to do any more changes. I got a lot of changes going on in my life. One of them is my baby girl's going to be leaving the, the nest and going off to college in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's a big change. That's, that's, a, that's a hard change for me because that's my baby girl. I don't want her away from me. I don't. I'm being honest to you, with you and transparent as a, as a father. It's, I don't like that change. But there's a lot more changes that we need in our life that God is doing to each and every one of us. How many of you in here could say this, uh, you tell yourself this, I don't need to change anymore. How many of you told yourself that? He's already done enough change. I don't need to change anymore. That's a lie. That's a lie. There's a lot more changes that need to be done in our heart and in our lives. Okay? We don't arrive. God's always making us better. He's always, there's more capability inside of us to be who God called us to be. So I never started off church like this, but Tuesday, I was going through all these emotions and feelings and just thinking about that. And Tuesday, God told me this. He, he, he said this, shut up and listen. And I'm like, huh? Shut up and listen. And so this morning, guys, I'm starting off church this way. Shut up and listen. I'm telling you guys that. Shut all that stuff up in your mind and in your heart and just listen to what God has for you, Right? So my title today is this, put up the title, A Different Kind of Leading. Today we're going to honor our graduates in this place. And let me tell you, this world needs a whole new, brand new leading. And it's going to come up through all the, all the graduates that we see and all our young people. There has to be a, whole, a, a different kind of leading in this world that we're in until the Lord takes us home. And in our lives, there has to be a different kind of leading that's going on. And I'm going to show you in scripture, so put up the first scripture. Matthew 9, 27 through 29 says this in the Amplified. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, screaming loudly, Have mercy and compassion on us, son of David, Messiah. When he went into the house, the blind men came up to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe? With a deep abiding trust, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, your trust and confidence in my power and my ability to heal, it will be done to you. Do you believe? I'm going to ask you that, church. Do you believe? Do you believe that God's on your side? Do you believe that God works all things out for the good, for your life, and for those that we love? Do you believe? The guys were blind. They didn't. They wanted their eyesight back, but they didn't tell him that. They could have wanted something else. 
And there's some things that we need in our life that each one of you know about. But do you believe that God can handle the job? He can handle the assignment? He can handle the protection that you're asking over your children's lives? Do you believe that there's something that you, you got a you gotta habit or you got something about yourself that you don't like? Do you believe God could change that? Because you can't change it. I've tried. There's things in my life I try to change on my own and it doesn't work. But when I'm open and honest with God, he changes me. The, the message version says it like this. As Jesus left the house, he was followed by two blind men crying out, Mercy, son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus got home, the blind men went in with him. Jesus said to them, Do you really believe I can do this? They said, Why, yes, master. He touched their eyes and said, Become what you believe. Become what you believe. You need a healing in your body? Do you need a healing in your marriage? Do you need help for your children? Become what you believe. It says they saw it. We're going to see it in our lives, family. We got to trust him. You just got to shut up and listen. Got to shut up and listen. Don't let them thoughts go crazy. Don't let your fears overwhelm you. Don't let that anxiety overtake you. God is who he says he is. He does what he says he could do. And some of us need to grab a hold of that and say, okay, God, I don't understand how you're going to do it. I can't see how it's going to work out. My wayward child is coming home. Just like the prodigal, or prodigal son's father, every day he went out on the corner and he looked to see if his son was coming home. Some of us, we got to come out to the corner and say, I know my miracle's coming. I know my healing's coming. I know my marriage recovery is coming. I know this drug addiction's going to pass. I know because that's who he says he is, family. Just shut up and listen. Shut up and listen. If I'm for you, who could be against you? No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Huh? Put up the first picture, family. You become what you believe. You become what you believe. The second one is this. Put the picture up. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And that's even in your own self. Don't put confidence in your own self. Just humble yourself in the, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Amen? Raise your hands towards heaven. Let's start with confession. Say it with all your heart, family. Father, I ask you to help me learn to be keenly sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Paying attention not just to when I should take action, but also to when I should do nothing. I never thought about the Holy Spirit leading me to do nothing, but I can see that sometimes it's not his will for me to take action because he wants to work in a different way, at a different time, or through someone else. I admit that I'm often, I've often assumed I knew what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do and then acted presumptuously without even praying. Now I understand why my success rate has not been as high as I desire. Help me be like Jesus, taking action only when the Holy Spirit is leading. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Let's pray. Father, never started off a service by telling the people to shut up and listen. But today, Father, we're listening to you. 
I know that there's words that we need to have from your mouth. I know there's there's a, a feeling in our heart that we need to feel from you, God, that affirms us, that shows us that we're on the right path, that we're not too far away from you, God, that we don't, that we don't stop asking you, God. Your word says we have not because we ask not. And so, God, you're, you're just helping us get that out. So we're asking you to be with us here this morning. We're asking you to give us, give us the heart and the ears to listen. Lord, help us to know when to stand still. Help us to know when not to do nothing. Help us to just to be still and know you're God sometimes, Lord. This morning, we're here to honor you. We glorify your name this morning, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning. Take a moment, walk around, say hello, and then come back and worship with us. Still waters and 
Come on, one more time. Give the Lord a praise offering. Thank you, Jesus. You You know, we're going to sing a song that we love to sing around here. And it just talks about how we need to hold on to God's hand in life. And, uh, you know, if you think about all the things in life that uh, sometimes we use different words like trials and tribulations or storms, whatever figurative language that we come up with, it's true that we go through things and There's a lot of uh, things in life that try to separate us from God. And you think about what Romans chapter 8 talks about, that nothing can separate us from God. And yet, sometimes we do get disconnected, but it's never because God lets go of us. It's sometimes we allow things to become between us and God. How many guys know that God's grip is so tight that when you make the effort and you reach out, it's never on God's end, but it's us allowing life to come between us and God. Because scripture tells us nothing can separate us from the love of God. So when you hold on to God, how many guys know that his hand is strong enough to hold on to you through any storm, any situation in life? Sometimes we let go. And God says, you know what? That wasn't me letting go, but you walked away. Or the storms were blowing and the winds were blowing and you allowed that. But God says, my hand is strong. And if you're not connected to him, what happens when you reach out your hand? He says, you can reconnect anytime, and I will never let go. And he wants to see how strong our grip is with him. So let's strengthen our grip today as we worship the Lord. Amen, church? One more time, give the Lord a praise offering. And let's get a hold of God like never before. We worship you, Jesus. We declare your goodness, God. Yeah. 
Give the Lord an awesome praise offering. Come on, really celebrate the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. Church, you may be seated in his presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, one more time. Give him a good praise offering. You know, this is the time in the service where we don't, we don't transition out of worship. We continue to worship as we give to the Lord. And I'm going to have someone join me on, on, on the platform. Come here, Shannon. Everyone welcome Shannon today. Thank you, Mike. Shannon is an awesome, awesome part of our church, and she's served on the board, and she sings in the first service, and she was good enough and kind enough to uh, stay for the second service because, you know, Pastor Bo wanted her to share a milestone in her life, something she's going to share in a testimony, and I want to share a scripture with you now. We've been sharing this scripture online in our Wednesday night service, and it's Matthew 6. 33 and it's just this simple scripture that most people know it says but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you how many guys know that we need to put God first and you can you can you can hear it this way you can understand it this way if you're putting God second you're putting him last anything that takes the place of God in your life is anything that takes the place of God in your life is an idol. How many of you guys believe that's true? So if you're putting God second, you're putting him last. There's nothing but first place in God's eyes in our life. God says, I need to be first. That's what that scripture is saying. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Put me first. Put things in order. And every single one of us can say there was a time in our life where God was not in that number one spot. And our lives showed the fact that God wasn't in that number one spot. And, and Shannon's going to share right now a time in her life when she put God first. And what happens when you put God first in your life? One more time, welcome Shannon as she shares. I just, I just praise the Lord. And um, over 30 years ago, I was pretty miserable. I would look in the mirror and uh, say to myself, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. But I'll show you how God changed that. So it got to the point where I didn't drink in the bars anymore. I just drank by myself in my apartment. And it continued to get worse and worse. And um, one night I went into the bathroom and I saw my reflection. And I heard this voice say, um, which is it, life or death? And I said, life. And I cried. And he said, okay. He said, "Um, but if you choose life, you need to take a stand, and I will give the increase. And I said, okay, God. (laughs) He said, if you choose life, you need to take a stand. In other words, I'm not doing it for you. You've got a mean business, and I will give the increase. And I said, okay, Lord. So... 
I think about a week and a half, I picked the date of June 5th, 1992. And I said, Lord, and I vowed to him because I knew if I vowed to myself or anyone else, it would just go south. So I said, God, if you can deliver me from drinking drugs and these cigarettes, I will be faithful to you. I will stand, and I know you will be, bring the increase. And I just want to say now when I look in the mirror, I say, you are the daughter of the Most High God. You are his child, and he loves you. And I always sing, I always sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. You know, anyway. <laughs> I thought she was going to finish that. Jesus loves me, this I know. I want, Shannon is a, she loves to sing, and she's a blessing to all of us. There's a song that she sings, and it's kind of oh. like her testimony, what one. she's sharing about oh. one step. Can you just, yeah, yeah and you got to okay. gotta do I, the actions. I I yeah, go, I go. It'll bless you. Watch I'll this. I'll take one step. Oh, I'll take two steps. I'll take three steps. I'll go all the way. One for the Father. Come on. Oh, one for the Son. One for the Holy Ghost. They all are one. Oh, if you cannot preach like Jesus. If you cannot preach like Paul. Oh, you can tell the love of Jesus. Oh, you can say he died for all. (laughs) How many of you guys believe that God can do anything in our life? God can do anything. He can even help us clap on the downbeat. In Jesus' name. Whisper to your neighbor. He's talking about you. No, just kidding. That's Shannon's testimony. That's Shannon's testimony. And I don't know if you know this, but today is June 12th. And she said on June 5th, 1992. So a week ago, she passed a 30-year milestone in her life. Where she made a stand. Did you hear what she said? She said, God said, I'm not going to do it for you. You have to make a stand. You make a stand for God. God will empower you to live a righteous life. A life of abundance like that scripture says. So if you're putting God second, you're putting him last. But when you put him first, everything you need in life is going to be provided to you today. So we're going to pray right now as we give to the Lord and just let that testimony of Shannon's life bless you. I know we, we strive to put God first, but put him first and keep him first every day. And you'll, you'll see one year turn into 10 years, turn into 30 years, and you'll look back and say, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. But he needs us to make the stand he's called us to. So let's pray today, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that as we give to you, Lord, we're constantly trying to put you first. If you're not first right now, God, convict our hearts. Help us, God, once again, put you first. If you are first, God, help us strive to keep you first, Lord. 
and seek your kingdom and your righteousness, Lord, daily, God, and to teach our children and our children's children to do the same, God. We ask you to take what's given today. We ask you to bless it. We ask you to multiply it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, church. Please be blessed. Take a moment and watch these announcements as we give to the Lord. Kids Camp is just around the corner and you don't want your child to miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Children entering grades 3 through 6 this fall are invited to attend. The registration deadline is June 26th and the cost is $100 per child. Are you wanting to visit Ethiopia but just haven't had the right opportunity? Take an at-home missions trip. Join us right here at Thrive Church on June 18th, 4 to 7 p.m. for an open house. We will have an afternoon of Ethiopian culture with an authentic coffee ceremony, music, food, and a silent auction. All proceeds from the auction will help build the new dorms and cafeteria at Thrive Academy. Hey seniors, you don't want to miss petting Rosie the tarantula, the butterfly release, the cuttlefish, or the fellowship at our next senior outing. We're going to the Butterfly Pavilion Saturday, June 25th at 11 a.m. You can bring your lunch or get it there, and the cost is only $10 each. Stop by the booth in the lobby to sign up and for more information. By the way, you'll want to mark your calendars. Due to Father's Day, the Senior Banquet has been moved to June 26th at 12.30 p.m. A delectable meal is being prepared just for you, plus it's free. So come out and enjoy the fellowship, friends, and food. Are you looking for a big return on a small investment? Bring your canned and dry goods to the cross in the lobby next week, the third Sunday of the month. Everything brought in goes directly to our guests at the food bank, so don't miss your opportunity to be a blessing. Are you looking for ways to enhance and heal your marriage? Make plans now to be part of Thrive Marriage Life Groups this summer. Stop by the marriage kiosk in the foyer for details on upcoming life group opportunities, including groups for college-age couples considering marriage, newlyweds, and groups with topics that concern married couples today. Join a group and watch your marriage and your love evolve into what Christ intended it to be. Amen. Did you get all of that? Amen. A lot going on, and I'm so grateful that... Um, We have all of these groups that meet so that you can just enhance your marriage. You can um, learn how to be a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God. And so it's so important that you get plugged in so that you have um, fellowship with one another. Um, My name's Teresa. I'm Pastor Bo's wife. And uh, I was getting, I enjoyed, um, what what is your name, sir? You're playing with your goatee right here. Yeah. Yes, your first name is Timothy. Yes, Timothy. Like in the Bible, I remember when I was talking to you one time and you introduced yourself and I thought, just like the Bible, Timothy. But he said something really beautiful to me. He said, I just love Pastor Bo. I just love his messages and his sermons. And so, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So you're about ready. You're going to hear a word from the Lord from Pastor Bo. But we do welcome you. And if you're here for the first time, we um, offer you the opportunity at the conclusion of today's service to join us at our guest center. And we will um, provide you with a gift. And we'd love to meet you and get to know you personally. Um, For those of you that have been coming to me weekly saying, when are you going to Ethiopia? We are leaving a week from tomorrow. And so those of you that are wanting to write letters or cards to your kids, please come see me. Or even if you don't sponsor a child and you would love to still write the school a letter, we'd appreciate it. Um, We are having a wonderful event this Saturday. You can learn about the culture of Ethiopia and about our dorms that we are building. We are preparing. Um, There are all kinds of goodies, um, coffee and and trinkets from um, overseas that Zena has brought back um, so that we can um, raise funds for the um, dorms from a dollar to whatever God lays on your heart. We just would appreciate your attendance and um, your prayers. We did notice um, when we were, I haven't even shared this with, um, I don't know if Zina, I see you, Bruti. Yes, and Zina, there you are. Where are they, hon? Um, Wave at me. Wait. They're in the wrong seat. You guys are closer to the door. What's up, man? Yeah, they're in the wrong seat. (laughs) 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 I love you. I love you. This last time in March when I was there, we were um, grading the ground to get ready to build. And as we were grading the ground, um, the uh, uh, principal, his name is Indishaw, we call him Andy, and he leaned over to me and he said, you and Pastor Bo sponsor Kalkidan. And I said, yes, we do. And he said, well, we need to build this for Kalkidan. Kalkidan's ma- mother just passed away. And so... I'm, I'm, I, this is very close to my heart now because I know that the little girl that we've loved all of these years is in need of there's a an, dorm. There's an urgency. Yes. Yeah, she needs a, a room. And that's what that's all about on Saturday. So are you praying with us? Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. I know that um, I already see the hand of God and, and it's not, it's, it's by his spirit that he's already moving. And so I'm really excited that today's service, we're going to honor some graduates. And I know that we're going to talk about their accomplishments a bit. I know that many of us are going to say, well, what are your plans? What's our famous line? Where are you going to school? What are you going to do with the rest of your life? You're 18, you're 21. For the rest of your life, what are you going to do? And it's like they've got it all figured out. Did you have it all figured out when you graduated high school? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. So I just want you to know, and this applies to all of us. You know, we may not have it all planned out. We may not have all the answers of what our future is going to be. But I know somebody who does. Amen. Because according to Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans and the thoughts I have towards you. Plans of a, a hope and a future. And so I want all of our graduates to know that even though you may not have it figured out, God does. He's got a plan. You just got to step into it. Amen. Follow the Lord. These, Follow there's the Lord. greatness in every one of Follow them. The you know Lord. why I know? Because they all Follow love the, the Lord. Lord. And they're all here. And they're serving the Lord. And they're putting their lives in the Father's um, hands. So God bless you all in your endeavors. And, and let's receive from the Word of God. God Amen. bless you. Amen. Would you all stand with me this morning? 
We've got a few things to take care of this morning, and we have plenty of time. I'm glad you, this group stays till 3 o'clock. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm very... We are always very respectful of your time. Thank you for coming here today. Seriously. Tell the na- your neighbor, thank you for coming to the house of God. Yeah, yeah. Go to your second choice and say, I was hoping you'd show up. Go ahead, tell them, yeah. Praise the Lord. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word. Lift your hands. Come on, if you feel comfortable, do it with me. Oh, my Jesus, name above all names. Name above all names. Come on, sing it. Beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel. Come on, sing that. God is with us, blessed Yes, Lord, living word. Hallelujah. Come on, just worship. Just worship. Ah, We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord. Oh, my Redeemer, I love you. My Savior, I love you, Lord. Come on, just praise him in this house. It's not all about Pastor Bo. It's about you connecting and encountering Jesus. Come on, someone. Bless the person. Close your eyes and just sing a song of praise. Tell him you love him. Tell him you love him. Thank you, Lord. Come on, CJ. I love you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and magnify the Lord. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. Jesus' name above all names. Oh, Lord, we love you. We praise your name. Come on, Thrive Church. We love you. We praise your name. Come on, I want to hear you. 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 Praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Come on, praise him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Come on, sister. I want to hear you. We worship you. Come on, my brother. Praise him. God inhabits the praises of his people. Desiree, come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. We worship you, Chris. Praise him. Get a breakthrough. Lucille, praise him. Sophie, praise him. Come on, baby. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We love you, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 May my house be a house of prayer, Lord. Your house be a house of prayer, Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord and worship, and worship. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. 
I worship you, Lord. In the second service, I worship you, Lord. Touch my arm, touch me, Lord. Oh, how I need you, Lord. Oh, how I need you, Lord. Holy, 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 Lord. Beautiful Savior, living Word. Tell the Lord He's He's beautiful to you. Come on, say, Lord, you're beautiful. Come on, everybody. We're going to pray. In John 14, 13, it's a powerful, powerful scripture. Yeah, you, some of, go ahead, you can't wait to sit down. Go ahead and sit down. John 14, 13, and that, the book of John 14 is so powerful. There's so much there, but 13 says, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, that, it's a prayer scripture, write it down. If you're ever in prayer, this is a prayer scripture. And I'm thinking of so many people. Anish, you're going into surgery, shoulder surgery. Daniel, is Daniel here? Where's Daniel? Daniel going in to have surgery. He's downstairs. He's going to have surgery. Some of you need surgery on your hearts today. And I I, I guarantee if you open yourself up to the Lord, he's going to do a work. I wrote down Sam Zarati Jr. passed away, and we're going to pray for that family. And everyone said amen. amen. Be patient with me. The Montoya family, Bernard Montoya went home to be with the Lord over 90 years old. Don and Cleta getting over some sickness they had. Henry Lovato, he needs healing. Jerry Thompson needs healing. Liz Lacero lost a loved one in their family. These are the ones that have called me, left messages at the church. And we're going to pray for your needs as well. Kathy, it's good to see you. I know you've been running around. You know, I know the Lord's been with you, but good to have you here today. Art and Christine Moorhead had a car accident. Stephanie needs healing. I mentioned Inish and Daniel. Leslie, everyone say Leslie. You know what I'm praying is a miracle will happen in Leslie's life, everybody. George, good to see you. I, no one has sat in that chair since you left, so I'm glad you're there today, all right? I love you, man. You know that. Is that your girlfriend? Oh, no, that's your wife. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's your girlfriend. Come on, smile at me. Come on, April. I'm just glad you're all here, but we're going to pray together. You that are watching online, let's agree together for your needs. Let's, if you have a need, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have a need. Yeah, look at all this. If someone raised your hand next to you, put your hand on their shoulder and let's pray. Father, God, thank you that we can laugh in church, but we need to worship and pray. So, Father, we come and we lift all these needs to you. I pray for Leslie, for a miracle. I've been praying for her, Lord, a miracle and for her salvation. And, God, we will not be denied. And for all these folks that raised their hands and those that I've, I've mentioned, Father, you, God, you're able. You said ask in your name and you, that's what you'll do. And Lord, you're, you're not a man that you should lie. You should lie. But God, you hold true to your word. And we pray today, God, for all those that are in need today. We pray peace. We pray healing. God, we pray for restoration. We pray for our brothers and sisters on the right and to the left of us, laying our hands on and believing that the devil has to go in Jesus' name. We're believing, God. We're doing battle for each other right now. And we know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And God, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. 
that you're for us, not against us. So we agree together, believe in God, that we belong to you. We are, God, your temple. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God lives in us. And Lord, we're praying for each other. We're believing with each other and standing with each other, knowing, God, that you're moving in our midst. So, Father, we ask you to heal every heart. Do what you love to do, and that's bring people to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Bring them to the altar, Lord. Get them saved. And, Lord, we'll give you all the praise and glory for what you're going to do in this service. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. All right. We're going to, you know, I have a message, so I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 63. Psalm 63, verse 8. And can I read this? And then we're going to, uh, I want to get this in your spirit. Because I want to speak to the graduates, and we're going to honor the graduates. But I want to put this, and, and graduates, get on your phones and write this scripture down and type it in. And I want everybody to get this scripture because it's time to cling to Jesus. Amen. You know, the Bible says in the last days, Zoe, what can be shaken will be shaken. There's a shaking going on. And the enemy's wanting to shake your life. And the things that you used to hold dear to, he's trying to shake those things off of your life. The very truths that you used to live with. The very truth that you would hold on to and believe. The enemy's trying to shake your life where you'll start to believe a lie. I don't know if this is making sense to you right now. But he's trying to shake you. In fact, some of you have questioned God in the last three days. You've, is there really a God? And what I'm going through, this tradition of going to church, am I just going to church, you know, and is there a real God? I want you to know God is real if you'll let him reveal him, himself to you. God is so real. Young people, I'm just telling you that have graduated, you, you're going to need to cling to something. Mom and daddy, and I, I appreciate what Pastor Mike said, if he said in the second service that what he said in the first service, that all parents can do is instruct you on how to live for the Lord. Or have you, are you going to cling to those truths? You're going to be away from home. Some of you are leaving the state. You're going to be far away. Are you going to hold dear to those truths? Or are you going to let the world dictate who you are? Or do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Am I preaching the truth, AJ? Is that the truth? Going to the school of mines, you, your daddy, and being in a church that's a full gospel church, is that a bell? That is, is that a, someone's ringer? That's really cool, amen. I, I need that ringer, okay? You know, one of my desires is to put a church bell somewhere on the property, and every morning at 8.30, ring that church bell. Boom. Come to church, come to worship, you know. Okay, I'm back in the pulpit. All right, Tammy. But you're going to hold, you're going to cling to, and I want to get this scripture in you before we honor Noah, our graduates, and Noah and Selena are going to come up. Here it is. Where did I say that was again? You're supposed to be writing that out. Psalm 63, verse 8, and this is the Amplified my soul, John, my soul, my life, my very self clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. So the, the, the title of my message this morning, Clinging to the Shepherd, Clinging to the Shepherd. You follow the shepherd, you'll never be lost. Amen. 
if you hold on to him. You know what, you want to know what truth is? It's the B-I-B-L-E, beautiful instructions before leaving earth. You hold dear to this. The shaking that's going on is the, the teaching, sir, in the, in the church. They're, they're traditions, but they're biblically sound teachings, the foundation. And people that have been in the church for years, you're, what you have been taught is being shaken. And you're believing, you're choosing to believe the world instead of choosing to believe God. You're choosing to believe yourself, and you can't trust yourself. You've never been able to trust yourself. You've got to base your whole self. And this is what they're saying. My soul, my life, my very self. There's somewhere in the Bible, and I know where it is. It says you've got to die to yourself. Amen. Take up your cross and follow. you follow him. You die to yourself. You can't trust Yourself, Sheila. People that are watching. Self, there's destruction. With the Savior, you're saved. With the Bible, you'll be a believer and a follower of Christ. You deny yourself, sir. You take up your cross and you follow the Lord. You don't follow a preacher that's not preaching the truth. You cling to the truth. You cling to the shepherd. You cling to the Holy Spirit. And what he's, the Spirit of God brings life to you. My soul. My life. My self. Clings to who? God. You follow yourself and it's destruction. The times we're living in. You need to cling. I'm telling you, in the days we're living, John, we've got to cling to truth. You cling to God. You cling to his word. You cling to what the spirit says. Not to the ways of man. Here's a note I wrote down. The world has changed and it's going to keep changing, but God never changes. So we are safe. Darrell, we're safe. Cheryl, we're safe. We're safe if we cling to him. We're safe. Everybody didn't say, I'm safe. But you're not safe if you're not clinging to the Lord. Now, let me give you the definition before our graduates come in. I promise I'm going to get you up here, Noah, okay? What does that word cling mean? Put it up. Here's the first. It means to hold tightly to. If someone knows to describe your walk with God, are you holding tightly to God? Holding on to Him through the ups and downs? Through the good times and the bad times? When the courts are saying one thing and you believe another, you're clinging to Him? When our leaders are going in the other direction, are you going to cling to Him? Are you going to believe truth? Are you going to believe God? Or are you going to believe the world? Are you going to believe the philosophers that are so far away from God? Are you going to believe God and not yourself? Because yourself wants to pamper yourself. How many of you know what it's like to baby yourself? Oh, I deserve that. (laughs) Really? Really? 
I'm trying, honey. <laughs> to hold tightly to, here's another one, to hold together. Oh, don't we need to hold together, everybody? Hold steady. Hold, hold together, families. Don't let go of your family. Come hell or high water, hold yourselves together. Pray for each other, please. Speak life to each other. Tell each other you love each other and forgive each other. Come on, everybody. I should have some amens and forgive each other. How many knuckleheads are in the building today? Someone raise the guy's hand next to you. You're all knuckleheads. I'm a knucklehead. Thank you, Pastor Bo. I didn't know that. Well, now you know, all right? Yeah, help me, Lord. Mm. We all blow it. We all... Just keep smiling and forgiving. Keep a good spirit in your heart. Keep a good spirit. Keep a loving spirit, a gentle spirit. Becky, a loving, through it all, honey, through it all, through it all. To adhere as if glued firmly. To cling to, to glue as if glued firmly. How many of you have ever glued boards together out of some Elmer's glue or... You know, it doesn't look pretty, DJ, when you try to take it apart. Well, how many weddings I've done and, and, and in, in the vows, I believe it's in Genesis too, where it says that a man will leave father and mother and what? Cleave and cling to his wife. Kind of like the covenant that we make with God, son, Timmy. It's when, Timothy, when we go to God and we give our hearts to God, and then the shaking happens. And all of a sudden, we think that we know more than God, and we start ripping that, that covenant that we're to be glued to God, cling tightly to, to hold together. And we decide we're going to move away from God. That if you've ever pulled a board away from each other, two boards that you've glued together, it doesn't look very pretty. In fact, it rips apart. And that's what happens when we tear ourselves away from God, the covenant that you make with God. You're to cling to God. But when you decide you know more than God and you do what you do, what you're doing is that there's a tearing going on and it don't look too pretty. And there's a devastation. It happens to you and it devastates you and it devastates your family. You may not want to hear that, but that's exactly what happens. Just ask somebody, hey, how's it going for you? You're not going to church anymore. How's it going? You're back in the clubs. How's it going? It's that tearing. And God says, you know, adhere to me. Stay glued to me. Stay glued to God. Hold tightly to. Let me give you, let me show you a picture (laughs) of what it means to me. Look at that. You see that girl? She's holding on tight. That freaks me out. Can I, I just even watching a movie, someone's on a cliff. I, there's something inside of me that goes, ah, run. I don't like that. In fact, this last, for three days, I was in Albuquerque. I took my grandson to Albuquerque to watch him play baseball. And I, there's no good time for pastors to get away. But I took off down there. And, and, and we stayed on the eighth floor of the, uh, the Crown Plaza I got a deal, man. And how many of you love deals? Yeah, so I stayed there. <laughs> On the eighth floor, but we had a sliding glass door. And I just, there's something inside wanted me to peek over. <laughs> I walked out slowly, Cheryl. And guess what I cling to? 
the rail. Because it's secure. She's holding on. She's clinging to it. Show another picture. Yeah, that's my mom and dad when they, right after they got married. And they, they gave their covenant. And you know what? For over 50 years, they were together until my daddy went home. They cling to each other. Now, look at, that's when, go back. Man, that guy's handsome. Hot diggity dog. My mom was pretty. Now, go to the next one. 50 years. Now, my daddy's in heaven. Okay? Here's the, here's the deal. Graduates, get this. My dad was the only man my mama ever kissed. All the way through high school. She clinged to that man. Like David, Kathy, like your hubby. And God says, you don't need anybody else. Get connected to me, cling to me, and I will bless you beyond your, even your wildest imagination. I love the scripture that Jay gave. Because you know what we're trying to teach you? You put God first and you'll never lack in your life. Now here's the problem. Some of, I know people that started Strong John. And God's favor and blessing was on their life. Gavin, you listening to your pastor today? Yeah. Stand up. Look at everybody. You see how good looking this guy? He is, one day that boy's going to play f- professional football. Sit down. Amen. All right. You heard me say it. I prophesy. No, I'm just. But, you know, some people, they get blessed. God's blessing them. And they forget. They think they've done it all themselves. And they begin to take that. They think it's all about them. Oh, look at me. I got a brand new house. Got the fancy car. Look at me. Look at me. And then they leave God. And then things start falling apart. But here's the thing. When God makes a covenant with you and your favor's on your life, he will, just like a loving father, he wants to continue to bless you. Then we forget to say, thank you, God, for all the blessings that you've given me in my life. Because we look at ourselves thinking we did it. Go to the next picture. This is what it reminds me of clinging. There, look at that. Daddy, I got your leg. I'm going to hold on to your leg. Take me for a walk, Daddy. And that smile should be the smile on our faces. When we hold and cling to God, God's going to take care of us. And we're going to go for a ride, everybody. Clinging to God. See, it's a choice that we all got to make is to cling to our Father. It's a choice we're all going to make. How many of you know God is faithful? God's faithful. Psalms 119, write this down. Psalms 119, verse 30. Zern, you're listening to your pastor, brother. You're listening to me. God's faithful. I have chosen the way of, say it, faithfulness. Have you? Have you? Can you say that today? I have chosen. I'm going to cling to God. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. When someone describes, Bobby, when someone describes pastor, or to you, Bobby, Tammy, I see you back there, baby. When someone describes our walk with God, are we faithful? Are we faithful? What you have, Daniel, Daniel, good to see you, brother. What we have, it don't belong to us. 
It's God's. Got everything that I have. Teresa was sharing about Thrive Academy art and how it's, you know, it's just a God thing, Lauren. Knowing that this, we need a, a cafeteria for the kids. We need dorms for the kids that don't have a mom and dad. Oh, kids, don't take your mom and dads for granted. Please don't take your mom and dads for granted. Keep saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. You know, if you're living in the house, follow them, follow them. Don't get a cocky attitude. They brought you in the world, they'll take you out. That was not in my notes. That was absolutely free. <laughs> but you know, when, when everything belongs to God, this is the beautiful thing. There was a family in the church. See, when you, when you cling to God, what you have is not yours. He'll supply your needs. And whatever you release, he's going to multiply it back to you. That's just God. Jake's been teaching about that. That's just God. So don't hold on to stuff like this. Let it go. Say, God, what I have. And since in the last few weeks... When people get, they pray, God, you know, I'm clinging to you. I trust you. You've been faithful. I want to be faithful to you. In the last two weeks, people, a family, and they're sitting in this building right now. They gave $10,000 to that building in Ethiopia. Clap. Come on, everybody. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Now, do they need it? Probably. Chill. I'm sure if I handed you $10,000, lady, ting, 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 I know what I need. But because they know it doesn't belong to them. And whatever they release and plant seed, it's going to come back even a hundredfold. Come on, amen. A hundredfold could come back to them. I had a text last night. Someone texted me. Daryl, it's amazing. I didn't think of these people. They texted me. Pastor, well, when are you leaving for Ethiopia? God put it on our hearts. We want to invest into that building that is being built in Ethiopia. What? See, it's when you cling to God. Everything God blesses, everything in your life. Psalms 119 verse 30 says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I will set your ways, your rules before me. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people one more, uh, once more and said, I am the light of the world. How many of you are glad for the light? If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Come on, everybody. We need life. We need to follow Christ. We need the light in our lives. Because some things are getting a little darker. But thank God that he's the light and he's going to lead us. I'm going to share this story and then we're going to honor graduates. When things aren't going well with you, how do people get your attention? How? How does God get your attention? When he wants you to do something. Do you listen to God when he's trying to get our attention? Or are you kind of stubborn? You're not getting this. Let me show you a story, okay? So there was this man. It was a Saturday morning. Man and his wife made him this great breakfast. And he's sitting rich reading the newspaper in his recliner. Action. And he's reading his newspaper. Everything is so good. Breakfast was good. He had huevos ranchero. Come on, brown people. Huevos rancheros with chicharrones. And he's leaning back. 
for the rest of you, it's bacon and eggs. Hey, let's go. So he's leaning back in his chair. And just everything is so good. And all of a sudden, his wife comes up, Rich, and slaps him in the forehead. Smack! Woman! What? Yeah. Well, what is wrong with you? My, what did you do that for? She says, I was doing your wash. I promise not to hit you today. Jill? Okay, no. And I was going through, I was doing laundry. I went through your pocket. I found a note in your pocket, and it had a name Marianne on it. He said, baby, baby, baby. I was, you know, I was at the horse track last week, and that was a horse I bet it on. Honey, everything's good. Oh, ba-. she put down the fly. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Oh, honey, keep reading. <laughs> a few days later, he's sitting in that chair again, reading the newspaper. Al Capone comes in. <laughs> Dallas. Boing! She hits him and knocks him completely out of the chair. He's laying on the ground. Big red knot on his forehead. <laughs> He's laying. Woman, are you nuts? Look what you just did to me. Why did you do that? And she said this. Your horse just called. <laughs> Now my question, Jake, all of us, how many of you know she got his attention? Come on, that was funny, but it's true. (laughs) George, that was good. How do people get your attention? Do they use a, a fly swatter to get your attention? Or at times, do they have to use the pan? Here's a better one. When God wants your attention, can he use a fly swatter on you or does he have to use the frying pan? How, how about this one? Can God just speak to you in a soft voice? Can God talk to you? And kids, if you just listen to me just for a moment, I want to help you at college because all this is preparing you for that. All of this is preparing for us, me, for the days ahead. But there's a story in the Bible. Put the scripture up. There's a story in the Bible about Elijah. And Elijah, Jake and I have looked at the mountain where Elijah destroyed 800 false prophets. Destroyed them, killed them. And it was such a victory. How many of you know you kill 800 false prophets? You, get, you come against, preach a good sermon, and you do something for the kingdom of God. You do, how many of you believe, you, listen, you deserve a stake? So that happens to Elijah. Destroys it. Just said, okay, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And let's see who, who, who the real God is. And they did all the chanting. They did everything, these false prophets. And the fire didn't come down. Please read this. It's real. Amen. Then Elijah calls on his God. And fire came down. All that happened. And it such a victory. And then one woman speaks a word to him. Women, you have power in your words. I should have had some men say something right there. Y'all sitting there going, yeah. One woman, Jezebel, said, you know what? You're going to die, dude. I'm coming after you, and you're going to die for what you did. So she sent those servants to tell him that. 
And you know what Elijah did? He took off running. Like some of us, when God's trying to get our attention, he does things. To, you know what we have a tendency to do? We wander away from God. We get lost. And so he's in a cave. And here's, put the scripture up, guys. Can you, let me read this. I promise. I, I will get the kids up here. Read it with me. Go out and stand before me on the mountain. Sometimes God said, you by yourself, you want me to work in your life, you need to go out by yourself. Don't call Thelma. Don't call Uncle Jim. Don't call Pastor Bo. You've got to do this on your own. You want to hear from God? Sometimes you need to get alone with God. Sometimes you just, when you're alone at college and you're there for the first year, and I just got to tell you, it ain't going to be easy when you're away from home. And there's going to come a day you're going to lay in your bed and say, God, I need you right now. I didn't know it was going to be like this. And it all looked good, but I'm here alone, God, and I need you right now. When you're facing something and you get a phone call from your kid, you you get a call from the doctor, things aren't going well for you. Sometimes it it isn't good enough to talk to someone. You need to get alone with God. You need to go out on a mountain or somewhere and get alone with God and say, God, I need to hear from you. God, I need, I need to hear from you. God, however, just talk to me, God. God, I feel alone. I feel lost, God. I made some bad decisions, but God, I know you're close to me. You promised me you'd never leave me or forsake me. God, I know you're there. Talk to me, God. Anybody there? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? So he, he says, go to the mountain. The Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. Listen, I'm telling you, the Lord's there with you. And by a mighty windstorm, it hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast. Read it with me, that the rocks were even torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. Listen to the scripture. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But guess what? The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. See how we look for signs, everybody? All right, still with me? Okay, I'm trying here, okay? Trying to teach you something. After the earthquake, earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, after the shaking, after the blast of wind, he says this. After the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. God's talking. God's talking. God's talking. When I became a pastor... We had been in theaters. It was in 1997. You've heard this story, but I got to tell you again because it was a gentle whisper. And I was, I was wondering, I didn't want to be a pastor because I just know it's a lot of responsibility, everybody, because people's souls and their future. Timothy, it's got to be careful what you say there, you know. I even feel bad about what I said to George and April earlier. I shouldn't have said that, you know, but I'm just kidding. But shut up, Sosa, you know. <laughs> But it's a beautiful couple that I love. You got to be careful what you say to people. Amen. Come on, amen, you know. And, and especially when you're in that pulpit. And these young pastors know. I, I was just, people were saying, be the pastor. But I knew it wasn't, it wasn't something in my heart to do. And I kept rejecting it, rejecting it. And we had been traveling all over in different, we were in gymnasiums and we were in different places and hotels and, you know, hotels and just everywhere, right? 
in other churches, and we were just wandering, wandering. And God gave me a scripture when I finally surrendered to him, and I heard this, this small voice, I'm calling you to be the shepherd, cling to the shepherd. I'm calling you to be the shepherd. Immediately, amazing. Here, I didn't, didn't know what to do, didn't have any guidance, but as soon as I said yes to the shepherd and cling to him, he said, now's the time to build. In Deuteronomy, put that scripture up in Deuteronomy, could you for me? Look at this, this is the scripture. Was so, I was by myself, and he said this, you have been wandering around, read it with me, you've been wandering around in this hill country long enough, and that's what some of you have been doing. You're just wandering around. I don't know what to do. You keep going in circles like the children of Israel. Come on, this is how some of you are looking right now, and your neighbors are watching you. I don't know what they're doing. They're out there wandering around. <laughs> but the Lord, because I was on 70, 74th and Federal, it was so clear to me. He said, go north. And as soon as I got that scripture, a phone call came in. And they said, Pastor Bo, there's a piece of property for sale. Two acres in Federal Heights. I drove up here on the property. Everyone say, voice of God. Voice of God. Everyone say, a whisper. whisper. Be careful that you're, you hear the whisper of God. They said, there's two pieces. Jake, go on up. There's two pieces of property, two acres on, in Federal Heights. Teresa, you know what? I drove up here, and I sat on this property. I said, Lord, is this it? Could this be our home? We've been wandering around for so long. See, God has a place for you, everybody. A place of peace. A place of increase. A place of, a place of abundance. A place of a calling to feel like family. And you know what? I, I came up here and I prayed, God, I came north. I'm listening to you. Could this be it? He said, this is it. And it didn't all fall in place. Like, no, if it's God, it's going to fall. It's going to be smooth. It's never smooth. I said, it's never smooth. That's why you have faith. You fight the good fight of faith. Come on, are you listening to me? I told Teresa... Mama T said, yeah, okay. The board said, yeah, we bought the property. And because someone was willing, John, to listen to this voice, voice, God's uh, hundreds have been saved. We've been a blessing to the community. How many of you know that? Because someone was willing to listen to a voice. Would you bow your heads? For some of you, God is trying to speak to you in that voice. And you've been running around saying, oh, there'll be a day I'll give my heart to Jesus. There'll be a day when I'll I'll finally surrender my heart to, to him. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation right now. I can't promise you tomorrow, family. But I can promise you an abundant life, eternity with Jesus Christ. And you're in this building today and finally, today you're here and God's getting your attention and there's a still small voice saying, give your life to God today. Give your life to God today. Son, give your life to God. Baby, give your life to God. And if God's speaking to you right now, 
I want you to raise your hand and say, Pastor Will, he's talking to me right now, and I need to surrender my heart to, to him. Come on, raise your hands all over this building. I got to give my heart to, I got to give my life to Jesus. Come on, raise him up high. I got to see your hand. I, I just need to know that this is, this is where Pastor Will is leading us, to hear that whisper. I want you all to stand. Okay, you can put the hand down. If you raise your hand, can I meet you right here, right now? Right, right here, right now. If you raise your, everybody stand. Come on, stand. It's going to help make it easier. And if you raised your hand, I want you to be bold enough and say, Pastor Will, I need him today. I'm hearing his voice. I'm hearing what he's saying. And I'm desperate for a change in my life. I want you to, if you raise your hand, I want you to come here right now. Get out of your seat. I want to meet you here right now. Everybody else, let's, let's encourage them to come up here. Come on, come on. Anybody, you want to, you, your heart, give your heart to God. I saw people raise their hand. Just come up. Just come up. Be bold enough to come up. Come on. 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 Don't stop clapping, everybody. Come on. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Dominique. Anybody else? What's your name, sir? God, touch Tony right now. Touch Tony. I love it when people give their hearts to Jesus. You know what Jesus does? He puts your life back together. He takes your brokenness. A broken marriage. A broken life. And when you say, Jesus, come into my life, the Holy Spirit starts putting it all back together again. And you will become stronger than you ever were. So if there's marriages in here that you feel like your marriage is on the rocks, just turn it over to Jesus. Give him 30 days of your, of your life and watch what he'll do with it in 30 days. It's amazing, the miracle. So if there's marriages out here and you feel like, man, we're just about ready to just head our different direction. Listen, if you're here today, there's hope. And I want you to give your heart, give your life. Marriages, if there's any marriages, you need to be up here. Get up here. Do this for yourself. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for yourself. Get up here. If there's families that are struggling right now and there's fighting in the family, get to the altar. Let God put it back together. Let the Lord do his work. That's why you're here. You know that there is healing in the name of Jesus. Come on up. Anybody else? Just come. That's all this is. It's, it's a place of healing, this altar. So just if your marriage is struggling, we don't judge anybody because we've all been there. I want you to come. I want you to get up here. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to close. But if you need to be up here, you're struggling. You're struggling. And you, that small voice is talking to you. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Maybe you have a child away from God and you're believing for him. Get up here. Okay, get up here. And bring him to the altar. Bring your family to the altar. Just say, Jesus, I'm bringing them. I'm bringing them. I know this, that when Jesus comes into your life, listen to this, Gina, it's true. When you allow Jesus to come into your life, he'll make you better. The perfect son of God comes into your life and he heals your life he heals your family thank you baby thank you baby anybody else I just want you to be a part of this I don't want you to miss out on this
Like I said, this is for you, family, because there's a shaking going on. And some of you feel it, a shaking. Your faith is being shaken. And God's saying, don't let go. Don't let go of me. Hold, cling to me. Just cling to me. Your whole life is being shaken. Just cling to him. Adhere to him. Hold on to him. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? It's all right. This is all right. It's all right. Let's all bow our heads. Thank you. Come on up, Chris. Come on up. Anybody else? If you know someone that is struggling in addiction and they're standing next to you, say, baby, let's get up there. Come on, let's get up there. Let, let's get a hold of Jesus for your life. Someone that's struggling, be, be bold enough to say, come on, let's, let's get to Jesus. You ask them, let's go. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Because together we're going to do this together with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Everybody say this prayer. Everybody in this building say, Dear God, I come to you this morning. I realize I'm a sinner. I'm away from you. I need you right now. More than ever. I need you, Jesus. Come into my life. You are the Son of God. You died on Calvary for me. I believe you're my Savior. Come into my heart, Jesus. Come into my life, Jesus. Heal my heart. Heal my mind. Heal my family. I thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer today. I'm going to cling to you. I want to hear your voice more than ever. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer today. I now belong to you. Everything I am, everything I have now belongs to you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'll never leave you again. I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, everybody, celebrate. There's people that are coming up to you and giving you a booklet. No one leave the altar yet. Let me speak into your life. Baby, thank you for coming up. You're here at this altar. God, this is the beginning. Some of you need to humble yourselves because there's still pride. Pride goes before a fall. You need to humble yourself. And you need to follow Jesus. And God has brought people into your life. Let them speak into you. Just listen. And say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Now, you've been given a, a little booklet. I want you to read that. It's some steps that are going to help you in your walk with God. Now, this is important. If you've given your heart to Jesus for the very first time, I want Linda to pray for you in this room right over here. So it's important, please, to follow this lady right here into that room. And the family that's going to sit down, go ahead, sit, family, sit down. But the rest of you that feel like you need to go back to your seats, mate. But I want you to follow that lady. She's going to pray for you. And she, please do. If you need that, you go and follow that lady right there. So I'm, I'm waiting for everybody going there. Okay, so go in there and let him bless you. Noah, come on up. Can we give the Lord a, a hand one more time? And I pray that I helped you somehow, some way this morning. 
just to cling to the Lord and listen to his voice and watch what he does. Let's honor our graduates this morning. All right. Thank you, Noah and Selena. This, these are our youth pastors. I love them so much. We took some of the graduates out for dinner last night. We went, took them to Sinzetti's, and we were able to bless them. Come on, if you're going to do it, do it right. Man, you should have seen, you should have seen the plates. That's some of those kids. They piled it on. They kept piling it on. And I was just so, uh, uh, it was just great to honor those kids. But let's honor them. All right. So at this time, we're going to honor the graduates. If you've graduated from high school or college, come on up. We want to pray for you and we want to honor you. So let's give them a hand, guys. Come on up. All right, so what we're going to do is, uh, for sake of time, we're going to go down the, uh, the line here, and I want you all to introduce yourself, uh, what school uh, that you're coming from, and I want you to give me a uh, goal that you have coming up, okay? Or uh, maybe it's a dream that God has placed in your heart. Um, like Pastor Teresa said when she was speaking, maybe you're at that point where you're like, I'm, real, I'm not really sure where God wants me to go, and that's okay. But what we want you to do is make a declaration over your life that you're going to dedicate your life to God and let him lead you, okay? So we're going to go down the list. We'll start here with AJ. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm AJ. Thank you. <laughs> I just graduated Colorado School of Mines. Thank you. And uh, something in my heart, I'd like to be a full-time minister. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, my name is Kevin Leonard, and I just graduated from Denver East High School. I've just been seeking whatever plans the Lord wants for me to do. Um, just wanted to live my life in humility, you know, live humbly in the Lord. My name's Sophia, and I just graduated from Legacy High School. Um, I just want to succeed in college and do well. My name is Vincent, and I graduated from Maripa Jesuit High School. Something that I want to do with my future is uh, get my Christian clothing brand going. My name is Sydney. I graduated from Horizon High School. Uh, uh, something that I want to do in the future is work in law enforcement, so I'm going for criminology and psychology. Hold on, Sage. Can we roll the pictures? Just roll pictures of the kids that we've asked the families to send pictures in. They may not all be up here, but we're going to roll them just so we can see some of our graduates that maybe couldn't make it today. I'm Sage Ariano, and I graduated from Horizon High School. And, and a goal of mine is to stay planted and continue to let God use me in the community. 
Hi, my name's Ian. I uh, What's your last name? Ian Ishmael. Okay, all right. Ish- <laughs> I, uh, I graduated from Frederick High School. Yeah. Sage took mine, sucker. No, I, um, I, my goal is to keep the legacy of Thrive and the people and the heart of it. No matter what I do, no matter where I go, this is wow. home. Wow. You guys are home. My name is Zoe, and I graduated from Frederick High School. Yeah. Zoe, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> and yeah. what's his name? George. Ian. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Say the last name. Ishmael. <laughs> My name is Mariana. I graduated from Abraham Lincoln High School. Wow, in good job. Um, planning with my future is learning. Well, I want to. I want to go into the STEM field, but I'm not sure exactly into what specifically. My name is David, and I graduated from Abraham Lincoln High School. Uh, with the next chapter, I just want to do something I'm really happy doing, and I want to put God first in that. So. My name is Leonora, and I graduated from the Academy High School. And a goal of mine is just, (laughs) thank you. A goal of mine is just to continue my education in college and hopefully succeed in that. Uh, My name is Mario Sanchez. I just graduated from Roosevelt High School. And uh, thank you. And I think my main goal is just to actually make it and succeed at the next level for school. That's awesome. Praise God. So what we're going to do is we want to pray for you guys, but I just want to let you know inside the gift bag here, there's a couple of things. Uh, One of them is a Bible. Now, I know some of you are pastors, kids, and you probably have three or four Bibles, but here's what I want you to do. If you already have a good Bible, I want you to take the Bible that's in there And I want you to start by giving it to somebody that you think needs the Word of God, okay? And what that's going to do is it's going to set you on a path that you begin to give the Word of God to other people. Because that's what we're called to do ultimately. I know a number of you already do that, but I know that God has plans for you, and He has a purpose for you, and He's going to do awesome things through you guys. The second thing, uh, another thing you have in the gift bag is a mustard seed uh, charm, okay? Now, this little charm here, you could put it on uh, your backpack or you go, if you're going to college. Uh, maybe you're starting a career. You could put it on your laptop bag, your briefcase, whatever it is. But I want you to take that and note and go ahead and put that scripture on the board here. I want to speak this scripture over your life. Um, this is a unique scripture for graduates. But here's what it says, and this is Jesus speaking. He said to them, because of your little faith, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Earlier, Pastor Bo gave a scripture in Psalm 63.8, so I want you to take that scripture, write it in your Bible, Okay. Take that mustard seed and remember that you all are going to move mountains for God, okay? Nothing is going to be impossible for you. And here's the beautiful thing about it is, is uh, Jesus says, 
How much faith do you need in order to move that mountain? Mustard seed. You're going to see that little mustard seed in there. It's so tiny you could barely see it with your eye. But if you have that type of faith and you ground that in truth, you will be able to move mountains. Whether it's in college, a career, whatever mountains come your way, you will be able to conquer that in the name of Jesus. Amen? So with that, I want to ask everyone to stretch your hands forward. Um, We're all in agreement. I want our graduates to know that we stand behind them for every step that they're about to take in their new uh, phase of life, that we're behind them, and we're going to pray for them. We're going to be on our knees praying that as they step into this new role that God has for them, this new phase, that God is going to be there for them every step of the way, and he's going to help them move mountains. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray over every graduate here, Lord God. I know more than anything, the enemy wants to take them out, God. But I ask that you put a hedge of protection around them in the name of Jesus. That you give them strength, Father. That you guide every step, Lord Jesus. Whether it's a decision they have to make in college or in a career or in a relationship. Whatever that looks like, Lord God. I pray that you illuminate your brightness, God. Your light to them, Lord. So they have no choice but to go down that path of righteousness, Father. I pray that you bring the right people around them, God people that will strengthen them, people that will guide them, people that will bring them to that place of goodness, Father. And I pray that as we are in agreement in this room right now, God, that we will continue to pray on their behalf, Lord Jesus. We are going to see them move mountains, God. They have a bright future ahead of them. And I pray that you just bless them and be with them in every way. And all God's people said together, amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. If there's moms and dads, would you stand? You, the moms and dads to the, the young people up here, would you stand? We just want to say thank you for your faithfulness. Yeah. Come on, everybody. These beautiful parents, people that love the kids. All right. All right. Guys, you can be seated. All right. You may be seated. We love you. God bless you. Now, for some reason, God lays one of these beautiful uh, young people on your heart. Bless them. Bless them. Buy them lunch or something, all right? Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the words. Thank you for truth that has been released into our spirits today. We ask you to bless each one. Help us, God, to finish strong today. Help us to finish strong every day, Lord, for you, for our families, and for the kingdom. Bless each one. Thank you for bringing them out today, Lord. Thank you for their faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you. God bless you. You're dismissed.
Hi, this is Devious Dan with Holy Radio, holyradio.org, Come to you with our verse of the week. This week, our verse is from James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. This verse is very important because God's Word tells us that we could ask God for wisdom, that we should ask for it liberally. It speaks of this in the book of Proverbs as well. But the Bible also says that we should not lack faith and that we should not be just believing that God's just going to give it to us just because. We need to have faith that He will. But we also need to make sure in that faith we're asking. We're asking for that wisdom for the right reasons, the right way. Because that's what our faith calls us to do. So we ask in faith. We ask God to give give us wisdom. That's what we're supposed to do. Hope that you guys have a good week. And I hope to see you next week on the radio show. Love you guys, and God bless you. Holy Radio, holyradio.org. Darkness